0: People of the world, it's The Brothers Talk with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm, inviting you to join us each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcast or on our website to hear our take as three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, giving voice to the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. You can follow us on Facebook, you can reach us with your comments, questions, suggestions at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and you can email us, ThebrothersTalk at gmail.com. And stay tuned for our long awaited YouTube channel. And now on with this week's episode. Hey, Brothers Talk family around the world. We welcome you once again wherever you're listening in and wherever you engage in critical thinking and relevant conversations, promoting activism to boost the black community. And to our first-time listeners, thanks for joining us to help carry on the work of sharing enlightened conversations that educate and encourage and promote new and existing Black business opportunities to empower and enrich our people. We will keep up the moral fight against COVID by urging everyone to stay vigilant and being careful when you're out and about by wearing your mask and also getting vaccinated along with those booster shots, because believe it or not, there's still a significant number of people who haven't gotten any of the vaccines and then way too many who have let their guard down and failed to get the boosters. Still a death rate each week of over 500 people a day from coronavirus or its complications. So it's not over people and we're just trying to do our small part. We can and we must do better. And now to my brothers in the struggle for critical thinking, Scott and Norm. Thanks, Rod. Uh, hey, family, thank you for your continued support. And
1: again, uh, as usual, we're going to talk a little bit about the coronavirus, even though the Biden administration is going to lift all of of the the guardrails around uh, coronavirus in this country, I think sometime in May. But we're going to continue to tell you, hey, go out there and protect yourself. And if you love your family, love yourself, Go get vaccinated, support black businesses if you're gonna spend some money. No?
2: Thanks Scott. And I just wanted to talk about Tyree Nichols for a moment. His funeral was this week. And as usual, the Democrats showed up to make it political theater. They could hijack any movement for their own cause. And the reason that I say this is because they had the opportunity to address the situation in this country regarding police brutality and accountability. But as usual, they did the exact opposite, and they increased the funding for these for the police department. Maybe uh, we should rethink our support of this party. Maybe we should just start looking elsewhere. Rod,
0: for our 160th show, another milestone. I'm kind of taking the lead to say a little something to our non-black brothers and sisters on behalf of Black History Month. I took a step back over the last couple of days to try to wrap my mind around the enormity of anti-Black racism in this country and I confess my mind was on overload because I simply couldn't fathom the entire scope of the problem. Let me try to show you what I mean as much as this is for our non-Black brothers and sisters, no matter what your political affiliation, it's also time for a whole lot of our Black brothers and sisters to either open their minds or stop pretending not to notice. To begin with, there's the simple matter of being a people who are hated for nothing more than the color of our skin, which I might add isn't a real thing because there isn't any ethnic group with a more diverse palette of skin tones. But it is about the designation as black that results in so much illogical animosity and insensitivity while taking so much from us in the way of cultural appropriation and our contributions to the quality of life in general, like all of our inventions. Then there's the criminal justice system that weighs so heavily in making us the targets of everything from unjust and unequal prosecutions, making our incarceration the basis for the prison industrial complex, to the disproportionate victims of police brutality and unarmed killings, to the way we, the people at the bottom of the socioeconomic scale by design, because we who built this country for free and then were released with nothing, but managed to make a few modest gains in spite of the Black codes, Jim Crow, redlining, and discrimination are the targets of a system that regularly writes traffic tickets in our neighborhoods to raise funds to run the government. Next, there's the educational system, which has continuously been a cruel joke that sends billions of dollars to white suburbs in spite of their richer tax base and then criticizes the inner city schools for underperforming. They've set us up as a pipeline to jail where the juvenile justice system spends dozens of times as much to incarcerate our children as it does to educate them. Because so many businesses profit more from warehousing our future generations than those who seek to turn them into productive citizens. And of course, this includes the secondary education system where colleges and universities treat our most talented athletes like a cash cow by forcing them to attend in order to fill their financial coffers off of TV money and gate receipts for at least a couple of years in the top two moneymakers, basketball and football, while all the other sports, which are predominantly non-Black, allow their participants to turn professional in their teen years as young as junior high school. Then there's the political system that has been designed and developed to undermine and discount our needs no matter what party is in power. We're always faced with the paradigm of the lesser of two evils, because the catch-22 for us is do we face the devil dead on, or do we let him cozy up next to us, which in either case means we're dealing with someone whose outcome is effectively to destroy us, whether by stepping on us intentionally or unintentionally to boost themselves up. Of course, we know of the blatant racism of the Republicans, especially since 45 led them out of the shadows of hiding it. But just as insidious are the Democrats who sidle up next to a few lackeys that look like us, but are willing to do their bidding in return for a few well-placed pats on the head. Net result, we get photo op, feel good, Obama, Congressional Black Caucus moments, while we slide further down the economic, health care, life expectancy Home and business ownership scales as everyone else profits from our dollars, and finally, as I mentioned, is so overwhelming, but is nowhere near the entire scope of the problems that we as the black community are facing. But there's just so much that I want to fit into this singular episode. Is the non-ceasing sameness to all of these problems, and what I mean by that is that we're truly on the treadmill of an ongoing Groundhog Day where every time we wake up, it's like we're reliving the same nightmare. There's another case of police brutality and murder, that even as there are more cameras in use than ever, the number of police killings of black people has grown since George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Eric Garner. That murders and crimes in our communities are increasing as the number of illegal guns and drugs flood our neighborhoods while non-Black entities invade with vampire businesses sucking the few remaining dollars out, and while corporations refuse to invest in creating alternative legal pathways for training and employment, while the scourge of marijuana arrests, which overloaded jails under the three-strike sentencing guidelines, is now poised to become a cash cow, creating hundreds of new non-Black millionaires. And every day, a new story of how the Black community is being victimized by any and everything from gerrymandering, gentrification, voter suppression, and religious pandering, while the powers that be do everything in their power to discourage, divide, and pacify us with the glorification of negative behaviors, cherry-picking a few good ones for assimilation, and then turning any supposed gains for us into benefits for other groups like white women immigrant, or the LGBTQI populations. Nothing against any of them, but they need to fight their own fights and stop using us to buttress their arguments, because when we succeed, everyone else is lifted. But when they do, we're left behind. So this is Black History Month, and my prayer is that if everyone out there takes heed to what we know to be the problems and does even a little something, well, the problem is so big that it's going to take all of us to solve it. And that means especially you, our non black brothers and sisters. that's it for me, my brothers. your thoughts,
1: you know rod uh <clears throat> you took a lot
0: of
1: bites out of the apple of the what I consider to be that whole racial discrimination against black people because of that color apple you took a lot of bites out of it, and rightfully so, I don't disagree with anything that you're saying that you said uh uh. I think everything that you said was on point. One of the things by, by you pointing out all of those different instances where we are still being victimized because of institutionalized racism, what that does to me, what it says to me is there's, there's just been this acceptance. And we say that Black Lives Matter, we've marched about Black Lives Matter, being mattering, but there's just in acceptance, that is just not true. Because if you take a look at what Ron DeSantis said over the weekend about, you know, not wanting schools and passing bills so that schools and universities in Florida can't teach black history because those classes are going to make white people feel, white kids feel bad or some nonsense like that. But the fact that he did it, and he said, and he singled out, and he pointed out, Black history, and yet there's not a a, 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 a uprise. You know, wh- wh- where are the Democrats, where are the Black, where are the, where's the Black Caucus? Where is our organization? Where's the NAACP? Where Where are these organizations who's supposed to be fighting for equal rights? Where are these people saying, wait, wait a minute? So, you're saying that it's okay to preach a false history to black people all of these years to teach all of this wrong, all of these lies, you're okay with continuing doing that, but black people don't have the right to know their own history. No one needs to know black history. Black history is so insignificant. Black people are so insignificant that we don't even want you. I don't even want people to teach their history. To me, that, 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 is one of the things that shows you the state of what black people, what people think of black people, some people in this country. And what Marjorie Taylor Greene did in Congress the other day, where she said they were, they were talking about PPP loans. And she was asking questions about, uh, I don't know who the gentleman was. He was, he was, he was questioning, you know, was any PPP loans spent on a uh, critical race theory? And, and he goes, uh, I, you know, I don't know, you know, what is critical race theory? She says it's where they're teaching white kids that black skin is better than theirs. And they, and nobody is not uproar. So there's another dog whistle here on national TV. This woman put this lie out, basically attacking black people for our blackness or our culture, whatever reason she was attacking us and got away with. It. Thanks,
2: Scott. And I'm going to piggyback on on your response. I thought it was uh, on point as well as Rod's. The question is, what are we going to do as a community? What are we going to do as a people? What we have done, basically, we have put the dollar in front of our own humanity in regards to ourselves. We will sell out and support white supremacy. We will support the institutional racism as long as we get a pat on the head, and we can make a few dollars. Before we can go out in other communities and address their racism and address the institutional racism in this country, we've gotta take a look in the mirror. We've gotta decide who and what we are and what we're going to do about the issues pertaining to our community. We have to do that first. We have to come together and decide how are we going to move for the future? How are we gonna move today? We haven't done that as of yet. We have no institutions in which to do that from, you know, we can't continuously blame other people until we actually take responsibility for what's ours.
0: And so just to respond to what both of you said, which is just, as you said, we are furthering the point that we have to have our own level of accountability. And so, as you said, Scott, it reminded me of I think what was missing from the phrase Black Lives Matter is like, you know, they tried to come back with all lives matter. And I think, yeah, they should actually combine it and make it all black lives matter because it seems that for the fortunate few or like uh, Du Bois talked about the talented 10th, who are always the folks that, the folks who don't want to do anything to help our ethnic group at large point to them as saying like, well, see, no, they're doing well. They work hard, etc But the bottom line is, that we need to make sure that they understand, like, well, they are the 10%. That's not the rest of the 90% that is suffering under the weight of the oppression. And only thing that comes up is when one of them finds themselves in a situation, do they then realize that, you know, there's no amount of money that's going to get you out of being designated as Black first in this country, which means that you're always subject to the same kind of discrimination. And then the other point that you made was about, Scott, that thing about the CRT thing down in Florida, and you might have heard that out in Missouri. They not only outlawed CRT, but then put in a $3,000 stipend for any teacher who takes a course on patriotism. And so just think about that. Patriot. Who's defining what patriotism is? I mean, at least critical race theory can be defined in terms of talking about what was the impact of 400 years of discrimination uh, in the legal system and how it has impacted us as people. There's a real simple definition of that. But patriotism, on the other hand, is like they say about beauty or or ugliness. It's in the eye to beholder. So who's defining that? And yet they're going to take those taxpayer dollars out there to pay teachers to not teach CRT, but to learn about patriotism so they can then impart that on to the kids. So it is really kind of a scary time in this country when it comes to that. and it's just one more thing to highlight. As the ongoing nightmare that we are always faced with one more threat to our community, even though no group has suffered more under the weight of oppression and racism than our people.
1: You know, Rod, I get the sense and I don't, you know, I'm not going to hold out a lot of hope that this time people, people are tired, but we might get a little bit of change, but nothing real significant. Because of the fact that now it's not just a black white cop you know beating up uh abusing and killing black people, a black man, young black man, it's all about police officers, and it's all about how police officer police black communities and the way that they beat that that boy to beat that man, if they would have beat a dog like that white America would have been up and uproar. It would be, somebody probably would have been on death row behind that. That's just, to me, the level of disrespect and the level of of significance or insignificant that black life is being viewed. But it was so disgusting for people to see that. You know, again, this is an opportunity for people to, to see where black people have been complaining and pointing out that, hey, you know this is real. This is what's happening to us. We've been showing you time and time again. This may have been the tipping point, and also this is an opportunity to people for people to organize around that and, and hold people accountable in office. Let's see how you're going to vote and call people out who are not voting for for the John Lewis bill. This is what we I think we need to do. Some organization organization need to do to rally around that whole viewpoint of, of of some change that's going to benefit Black folks?
2: Scott, I really would love to believe that, but looking at the history and especially recent history, that's just not going to happen. We're too comfortable. And that's the problem, ultimately. We're comfortable with our demise in this country. We're comfortable seeing our culture just deteriorate to where you can actually talk about killing Black people on the radio in, in songs but like, as you as you mentioned, you can't talk about killing an animal. We are in trouble here and we have to save ourselves. And until we actually stand up and take control of our community and the message and organize, we cannot win this war. We cannot.
0: In our Black Business Spotlight, it is Black History Month and we want to challenge everyone in the Brothers Talk universe to do three things. One daily, one at least weekly, and one as often as you can. First, find a new black business that you didn't know about every day, whether it's online or networking with a family member or friend. Second, buy something from a black business each week. And third, encourage and challenge everyone you run into to do the same, especially those from non-black people. I said three, but here's a fourth. Let us know how you're doing with it as we'd love to share it with the rest of the world. You can follow and communicate with us by sending your comments as well as questions and show ideas to the Brothers Talk on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. That's a wrap for this show. And as always, God willing, we'll continue to keep our focus on the issues that impact our community on the path to a better future. Until our next program, know that we sincerely appreciate your time and interest. And rest assured that we'll never take it or you for granted. And finally, remember, let's do better today because that's all we really have.